Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the most electrifying podcast in the streaming world? In the blue corner, we have a stature 5 foot 10 inches, weighing in at 170 pounds, an IQ off the charts, because it's never been tested, the king of callbacks, the master of media, Joe Morin! And in the red corner, toppling at six foot one, weighing in at a hundred pounds of pure muscle, the master of quips, the walking, squawking, never stop talking giant, Ryan Walker! Now we've arrived to the main event. Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Close Up! I'm your co-host, Joe. And I'm Ryan. Creed 3 comes oh. out this week, and we here at Close Up are hyped, obviously. Give Ryan a hand for that. Mm. Whew. That was a first take. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I'm dead. <coughs> Thank you. Still got an hour to go. Catch your second win. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So from this extreme long shot, we zoom into our medium shot. I think we discussed our histories with Rocky before, but that would have been over 30 episodes ago. So, let's give the people mm-hmm. a quick refresher, shall we? I didn't watch this series until, I think, around high school, when Creed was coming out. And then I saw a DVD set, which I have with me. I have a DVD set Um, through, it was Rocky 1 through 4. And I thought, yeah, I'll pick it up and watch them. And uh, watch them, love them. Still love them to this day. And saw the Creed movies, really loved what they did with it. And then eventually uh, I led up to watching the uh, the rest of the Rocky franchise, which was five and then six, which is technically Rocky Balboa. And I have shat on Rocky five in the past. But I'm here to admit now, <sighs> there is some good qualities in that movie. <laughs> okay, so... Watch close up. They I think it, it was uh, episode fourteen. Whichever, whichever one we we defend. I I defended that movie for like half an hour straight. So I gave my best one on that. Yeah, it's. I think it's because Sylvester Stallone's chemistry with his son is really good, and it makes me sad seeing his son on screen because he had a lot of potential and his unfortunate death from I believe it was just a heart attack, um, which is really sad to think about. But you know. Try remembering the good times. He was actually a really good child actor. If you ever go back and rewatch those movies. But uh, yeah, that's my history with the Rocky franchise. And a little bit of recent history. We got a picture of Carl Weathers. I'm glad you got that because I forgot to get mine. (laughs) Yeah, look at him. He still is a beauty. Rocking the the tied-off sweater. We're supposed to be Daredevil and Wolverine there, if you couldn't tell. I'm Wolverine. Don't pay attention to us. And why am I holding the disc? I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was going to be able to sign it. Of course he wasn't. <laughs> well, it was still cool for the picture. <laughs> for sure. Uh, for me, I was... I don't even remember when I got into Rocky. It was probably around grade 8, grade 9, somewhere in there. I um, Now I'm remembering a moment in grade 11 actually and i think i just watched the movies around then so yeah it was probably like i don't know i was 15 so i guess that would have been around 20 
14, give or take, dating myself now. But uh, yeah, so that's when I watched them. And I think I pretty much watched them all back to back. I think I saw the first one when I was a kid, but I never really watched the other ones till later. So I, I did mm-hmm. a binge watch of them all in early high school and um, got caught up. And, you know, I, I always love these movies. It's Rocky movies are one of the few really rock solid franchises out there in that pretty much all of ha. them. Yeah. Pretty much all of them are good. Like even even Rocky Five, which is admittedly the weakest one. I don't really have as many complaints about that as other it's people. One of, like, it's one of the the Rocky movies where the one I think he either didn't he didn't direct it, but I also don't think he wrote it as well. I think I said this when I defended Rocky Five, but it may be the worst Rocky movie, but it's not that bad a movie even. I said it mm-hmm. before, I'll say it now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a solid all-around franchise. and uh, I like Better it. than most movies I've seen. How many movies get that. six really good install? F- okay, five really good installments, and even the last one, which isn't even the last one. Usually these things get worse as they go. But the funny thing about, <laughs> but the funny thing about Rocky is that it, it kind of bounces up and down over the years. Summer, like, they're all good. But they kind of just bounce up and down in quality. There's not like a solid trajectory up or down. It's just all down to preference. And that's what we're getting into today with our ranking. Let's get into our close-up now. I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm very scared. I'm afraid that people are going to come for me. Even though I will, I love all these movies equally. And these, these, could, these could change, potentially. This is, a per, this is subjective. It's not objective list. Of rankings. This is how we do rankings. It's all subjectively. If we were doing it objectively, we we'd be boring. Yeah, and you, by the way, there is such a thing as objective lists. I think I do think it's possible to be really hardcore critic mm-hmm. to, to you know get into our hardcore critic brains here and be like, yes, well, which Rocky movie uh, is actually the most artistically sound and break down you know everything from acting to cinematography to writing to you can break these things down critically it could be any of them <laughs> yeah and say which ones are the best which ones are the worst but the thing about these lists is that it's it's really down to what you like so i'll just come out the gate and say rocky five is my number one which is not true <laughs> but if it was that should be okay if it was <laughs> yeah that should be okay because I'm okay. To, I'm allowed to like what I like, even if it's not the best. Uh, and don't come at us too much if your list is different, because you know that's that's the great thing about the world is that we all have different opinions, and uh, yours is wrong. But let's get into it. I don't know. Uh, you want to start? I should start. Uh, I think I started last time when we did a ranking. So why don't you go first? I'll go first. So I, uh, I wasn't uh, lying from a certain point of view when I said Rocky Five was my number one because it's my first pick of the day at number eight. Um, yeah, it's my same. Yeah. So I oh, guess- we're also doing the Creed movies in these rankings as well. I don't know if we said that off the top. That's what made this hard. That's what made this hard. Yeah. I've known my Rocky rankings for a very long time, but having to throw Creed into the mix, that screwed me up. Whew. And that's why my list might change a little bit if you ask me 
tomorrow or in a couple years or even after Creed 3. That's whatever. We can talk about Rocky 5 together because we're both on the same page here. Like I said, I already talked for half an hour about it, but you know what? <laughs> it's not as bad as they say. I like a lot of things about it. Uh, I like that, you know, that he actually isn't uh, boxing for a change. It's kind of the precursor to Creed, if you really think about it. Rocky is the mentor trying to uh, boost up the young up-and-comer who's in better physical condition than him. But unlike in Creed, Rocky's not that great a mentor. He's he's trying and failing to be in uh, in Mickey's sh- to get out of Mickey's shadow and be his own man as a mentor, but he's just not as good as Mick. And yeah. Tommy Gunn is seduced by the uh, the money and the fame and the glitz of the sports world, but his heart really isn't in it. He doesn't have the eye of the tiger. George Washington Duke. Yeah. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have the eye of the tiger, the passion for the sport like Rocky did. He's just kind of, you know, he's a poor kid looking for money, not like getting ahead uh, based on just his love of what he's doing. There's no, there's no passion for it anymore. It's like, it's cold. It's corporate. It's not what boxing should really be all about. And it's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It it could kind of see the trends of Hollywood. No, what I'm thinking is it kind of saw the trends of just the world going forward, how everything became so corporatized and Mm -hmm. how, whether it's art or sport or just really anything, commercialism is king. And people who actually love things and get ahead, like, that's not really a thing to do anymore. People like that are relegated to uh, the sidelines and, oh, you do your little thing over here. You can love it, but that's not going to make you money off it. That's not going to make us money. If you're So, uh, yeah, all, all that to say, Rocky Five has some interesting ideas. Uh, its execution's mm-hmm. a little... Uh, something to be desired, but I, I, I really like where it was going. It was trying to take Rocky in a different direction, and I respect that. Because mm-hmm. the formula was going to start wearing thin. He ended the Cold War with four. Where were you going to go from there? Except down. I think that was a really bold and interesting move, and I, re- I respect the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have Rocky five on the exact same uh, point on my list. Uh, upon a rewatch, not as bad as I remember it, especially a year ago where I failed to defend it with you. Uh, we're ready to I think quit Stallone. Mm-hmm. I literally, I think I fell back in my chair. Stallone still holds the Rocky character up very well, especially near the end where he doesn't want to fight Tommy Gunn. He thinks it's worthless, but as soon as one of his friends gets hurt, he's had enough, and he's like, "Okay, now you mess with like people that I love. Now I'm gonna." Uh, now I'm going to show you who's the boss. And um, again, I, I've said it before, Sly Stallone's son does a very fantastic job. Uh, he's got his own storyline um, where he's slowly becoming more and more jealous of Tommy Gunn because they were the A-team, you know, um, Junior and uh, Rocky uh, for the longest time. And now this kid from Oklahoma comes over and is taking all his attention away. And um, I do like... Uh, what I thought was very interesting is that Rocky gets beat up so bad by from Drago that he has a little bit of PTSD, but also just severe brain damage 
from fighting a genetically enhanced Russian. Yep. They say they say in the movie Rocky Four that they don't do drugs, but then there's a scene where they're poking him with a needle in an unknown liquid. So it's probably doping. The Soviets are evil and they cheat. Mm-hmm. They had to be distinguished. It's also interesting throughout this whole franchise how Polly is still around. And not in the terms of that he's in the movie, just in terms that they just allow him to be in their world. Because in this movie, the reason why they have to move back to Philly is because Polly gave a shady accountant the right to attorney, which gave them the power to what uh gave him the power to They lost spend all their money. Lost money, however, yeah. Lost all the money because the whole fortune. Of, yeah, blew the whole fortune, and then Polly doesn't take accountability for anything, and somehow Rocky just still allows him to be in his life, because I think he was he's one of Rocky's only friends, like, since the beginning, so I guess there's that loyalty aspect that Rocky has, which makes him even more of a lovable character. Rocky and Polly started at the bottom. You know, they didn't have anything growing up. They were, you know, they were working at the meat factory together. Like, the millions Mm -hmm. were nice while they lasted, but I think at the end of the day, you know, Rocky realized that Polly made a mistake. He's still the same old Polly. It really screwed him over, messed up his son's future, but Rocky's a very forgiving guy. He's compassionate. He he remembers his roots. He's like, you know what? I started in the Mm -hmm. dirt. I I can live in the dirt again. I feel bad for my kid, but, you know, Polly just made a mistake, and I can look the other way. I think Adrian was a little less forgiving, if I remember right. Oh, she lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she hates her brother, even though she never admits it. He One, never especially well, so. No. Most of the worst uh, things Talia in her Shire, life are because of him. Mm-hmm. Talia Shire really shines in this one because she has to become some uh, so much more stronger of a character because of how far back they're going into their lives has to be a stronger parent, has to be a stronger wife. And she really shines in this movie. I think with each movie, um, it's not she's always been a great actress, but the her character development grows just as much uh, with Rocky as well. And I think it's... If anything, I think she grows more. You see her confidence. Yeah, for sure. In the first one, she's so shy, she can barely say barely two talks. words. But by five, she's completely different but you see that progression over time it's not like she just changed in one movie and i really like like this is adrian at her most confident we see her in the franchise and you know she's a she's a good mother and a good wife and she's she's doing her own thing and she's she's very supportive and she i tell you shire knocks it out of the park she's great in the role and well that's the other thing about rocky five is it's adrian's last appearance yeah I never realized, I knew she was related to, but I didn't realize Tally Shire was uh, Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think I knew they were related. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do you... Uh, the more you know. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to hear more about Rocky Five, watch that episode that was like 30 episodes ago. We we went a while on that. Um, Is that the same one when we did Tron? Yeah, Tron and Rocky. That's a good episode. I blindsided you on the Rocky one, though. I didn't tell you what we were doing. You did. <laughs> Watch it just for Ryan's reaction. <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, yeah, number seven. 
My number seven, which once again could change at any time, I'm going Creed 2. That's fair. Mine's a little higher, but... I think problem here is some uh, recency bias, but in the wrong way, in that I haven't lived with it for as long as these other ones. It made an okay impression when I first saw it. I don't even remember when it came out now, but I liked it when I first saw it, and I haven't seen it since. I think every other one on this list I've rewatched at least one time. So Creed 2 isn't really solidified in my brain, but I, I know it's a better movie than Rocky Five, at the very least. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, critic brain in me had to put it up to number seven. Can't really say it's better than the others because I don't really remember enough about it. But what I did love about this movie is less so about Creed, honestly, and more about Drago and his son. That's what I remember about this movie is the consequences of Rocky IV, how the Drago family lost everything, and he's trying to train his son up to be not just a better fighter than him, but a better man, too, and they have to go against Mm. Adonis Creed, and they're fighting to reclaim their their heritage and uh, get some respect again back in Russia, which nearly makes them more compelling than Creed because Creed's the heavyweight champion of the world. He's got a great, uh, you know, Bianca. He's he's going to marry her. He's like, things are doing pretty well for him. Yeah, there's still that baggage of I'm fighting the son of the guy who killed my father, which is interesting. But you like the Rocky franchise is kind of made to root for the underdog, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the Dragos are in this one. He's the one coming out from nothing to fight the heavyweight champion of the world. And even though they were the bad guys in the old movie, you you, you kind of are rooting for for Victor a little bit. That's what made it so hard by the time they actually fight in this movie is that you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, I followed Adonis for a movie and a half and and I'm really liking him. And of course, I don't want to see him lose. You know, I got to... I got to get the revenge for my father in a way, you know, solidify my legacy, avenge him. But you also get built up for Victor the whole movie. Like, okay, your family got screwed too. That's unfair. I want to see you win, regain your glory. And like, it gets up, I think more than any other movie in the franchise, arguably, I was rooting for both of them in equal measure. Like, this is maybe the hardest fight to watch in the entire franchise because you actually mm-hmm. care about both of them. And you don't, and like, you want to see both of them win. But also, you want to see both of them lose. It's, it's tough to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Rocky franchise does a really good job of showing you the antagonists and not necessarily having them be a one note villain. In some movies, they are, but <laughs> not a. Not most of them, and especially I'll talk more about when um we when Creed two comes up on my list. But yeah, there's just the one scene where they're at the dinner, and it made me emphasize with the Drago family. But it's it's not far off from where I would put it. But yeah, I enjoyed Creed two. The other my thing number I liked, seven sorry, sorry, is one oh, more sorry, thing. Go ahead. The other thing I liked about it was that I don't know if they're gonna do more with the character of Rocky, but if this is the last time we ever see yeah. Rocky. I think this is a good send-off for Rocky. He gets to mm-hmm. uh, finally bury the hatchet with Robert. And he hasn't really been seen for a long time but since Rocky Balboa. But they, they finally 
mended their relationship, which started with a rift in Rocky Five, and so I guess it's kind of fitting to put Rocky There's... Five and Two next to each other. But yeah, so he's he's finally done, and uh, you know I, I'm happy to see Rocky get his happy ending there. If that's mm-hmm. where they got to leave it. The shot where he takes a back seat outside the ring and it's just a shot on his back and it's pulling out is, is really, it's a, it's a nice moment. Yeah. Um, and it's basically saying like, yeah, this is it. Uh, but my number seven is, and, and I literally just finished watching this right before we got on is Rocky Balboa. The one that came out in 2007, six, 2007, six. Uh, it's written, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's pretty good. This is the controversy. You know, it's basically. No, this is not the controversy. I think this uh, is controversy. Way longer. This is controversial. It's contra- oh, you. Th- okay. Well, I do think it's a- an amazing movie. It's uh shot very well. It's base. It to me, it's basically the first Rocky movie. But what if it was made today? You know, what was made in modern times? I think the fight is really well done. The fact you see Rocky in modern times with and it's shot like it's um like an actual live broadcasting of a boxing match um the only reason why i think it's so low on my list is because you don't really care that much about the antagonist or really about the antagonist's goals really um i just watched the movie and i can't remember his name uh but mason he dixon. uh is it mason dixon thank you um, but really, the only reason he fights Rocky is because he's trying to gain respect from the boxing world because, yes, he's undefeated. Yes, he's the heavyweight champ, but people keep saying the people he fights against aren't on his level and he's just winning, like, easy fights. This is so, if anybody's watched boxing sports, this is so clearly a nod to Floyd May- Mayweather. The fact it's an un- undefeated boxer, he looks like him a little bit. I wouldn't say Floyd Mayweather has fought easy fighters, but he's also fought 50. So a good portion of them has probably been it. But the undefeatedness and what if Rocky fought Floyd Mayweather? Uh, But again, it's not about him. It's more about the title of the movie, Rocky Balboa. And it's awesome to see these characters back. Um, It's crazy to see that, you know, Adrian's not there. Um it's 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 something I respect about this franchise. It's not afraid to kill off some of your favorite characters in the sequels, and the relationship between him and Robert is really good. Uh, and then there's that iconic speech that Stallone gives. Like it's not about how hard you hit; it's how hard you get hit. Keep moving, yeah, keep forward. moving forward. That's how winning's it's done. It's a great speech. It's really well done. It's color. It's color corrected. Amazing. Yeah. Um, sorry if this is controversial. <laughs> I think it is, personally, but... Okay. All right, my number six... Again, these are all great movies. Yeah. yeah my number six is Rocky Two. Maybe this is my oh! controversy. This is controversial. <laughs> I think it might be. Rocky Two. <laughs> it's It's never... It's never really hit me on an emotional level. It feels like... Rocky 1.5 more than you know because it's basically mm. this it takes place right after the first movie it's really just the fallout from that first movie Rocky dealing with the fame of having gone the distance with the heavyweight champ of the world 
uh, Creed dealing with the fallout of having lost, nearly lost to a nobody and wanting that rematch. And Rocky dealing with his newfound fame and, and fortune. And I think he marries Adrian in this one. It's um, what I liked. To- Wouldn't mind you marrying me too much. <laughs> What I liked about it is that it uh, it has that same tone as the first one, which mm-hmm. none of the other Rocky, no, no Rocky Balbo did, but like it's got that grittiness to it. It's like something changed in the '80s where it became a lot more glossy and showy. It looked more like a music video. Mm-hmm. Like this was the transition point when it was still '70s, like '70s cinema and '80s cinema feels distinctly different. Very different. This feels like a 70s movie still, and I love that, the, the aesthetic about it, and how it's still mostly character-focused. It's not really about the big fights, it's about Rocky used to be the, you know, once again, he is from the streets of Philly, now he's got money for the first time in his life, he's getting all these sponsorship deals. He's not a public personality, he's not a spokesman, he doesn't know how to deal with this stuff, he's just... You know, he's got the girl of his dreams, too. He's got some acclaim, but he doesn't really know how to deal with it. And that's the interesting thing about Rocky, too, is, like, what is a guy who's not that smart, comes from nothing, and now he's got everything he could ever want? So, like, how do you handle that? Rocky, too, is pretty interesting that way. And he wins in the end. Mm. So, you know, happy ending. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Great ending. That part always tears me up. Because of Stallone's performance where he says, yo, Adrian, like I did it. Like the moment when like a, like an individual sporting person breaks down and he's just like, he has that moment like, fuck all this work and all this pain and all this effort and all the sacrifices I made. Like I finally did it. Like I just feel it through St- Stallone's performance. Um, This is controversial to me that it's so low and you're going to be surprised where it is for me. Uh, but my, are we, Yeah. So I can gonna, I move on? I was or? just going to say, why it's so low is, once again, it just never really, like, hit me on an emotional level. It, mm. Like, I think it's... That's fair. I think it's good. Like, if we're talking, once again, as a, as a critic, it's, like, in my top three, as top three or four. Like, it's in the fair. top half, for sure, as, like, in terms of quality of movie, but it just never really gel with me like the other ones like like if i'm going back to the rocky movies i'm not gonna skip it obviously because that's the one where he finally wins heavyweight champ it's a great ending yeah not be it wouldn't be a smart one to skip (laughs) you know it's it's a it's a great ending i think it it set the franchise on an interesting path i like that it brought back apollo creed that was an interesting choice you get to see more of carl weathers and like that it's pretty cool it is a true sequel arguably more than the others even mm-hmm. but yeah the, my problem is it's just rocky 1.5 if you watched it right after the first one like it doesn't really stand alone as a movie is the problem you have like it's it's rocky one right into this one it's like watching an extended cut of rocky one you can watch rocky three or rocky balboa or the creed movies and they're their own thing. You can enjoy them on their own merits. Rocky 2 really only works right after you've watched Rocky 1 in a marathon. Know what I mean? Yeah. What I will say is what I appreciate that Stallone does and the Rocky portion of this franchise does well 
is they play the last few minutes of the last movie at the beginning of the next movie. Yes. Because like back in the 70s and the 80s, you didn't have like VHS on hand or DVDs on hand. That three-year wait was a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you couldn't do what I just did and binge six movies in three days to (laughs) watch the next movie. So I appreciate it from a filmmaking standpoint, he did that. And nowadays it's a little annoying and I fast through a little bit because I did binge it, but that's me. That's not the way, the fact that he did that and nobody else did uh, is a little surprising. But um, yeah, Yeah, yeah. most most sequels don't uh, do those recaps, but you're right. That's a good point. I, it's smart. It's very smart. All right. What's your number my six? number? My number six. I told you wasn't far off. Creed two. I really I liked this movie when it came out. The hype I had behind it was great. The two trailers were amazing. If I could put those two trailer musics into my playlist, I would. I believe one's DMX and it's really well done. Uh, it's like a remix of one of his awesome songs. Rest in peace. And it made me care about Drago's kid. Like here's a kid. Who who, and Drago. Don't forget about... I think it humanized Drago, Drago, too. His father his father had everything, he, and then he lost one fight, and then he was exiled from his own country, from his wife, and that dinner scene where Drago is fitting in and, re, like, refitting with everybody, and his son's not having it, and he bursts that, like, emotionally bursts, I'm like, these people cast you aside, and you're sharing, like, bread with them? How are you okay with this? Like, yeah. It, like, like, I'm not okay with this. And his wife, too. His uh, ex-wife. His wife, too. And I loved the Creed 2 actor. He actually showed up in Sean Chi. Uh, Florin Mutunu. I butchered that. But Victor Drago is his name. And he's an absolute unit. If anybody could beat the crap out of Michael B. Jordan, it's probably him. He's gigantic. I don't know how they're allowed to fight each other <laughs> if we're talking about modern boxing. But I think it's a really well story. It also builds um, Creed's, Adonis' story as well uh, with the birth of their daughter and how she has the same hearing deficiency as um, Bianca. Uh, Bianca. Uh, but it's, I guess it's more so in, in this one. And I think she's... She won't be able to hear for the next one, but we don't know. And, um, you know, he's dealing with that battle as well. What I love about the Creed movies is that they take the same formula from Rocky where, yes, it's about boxing, but it's also about the people that are boxing. And they've explored that really well. The only reason that it's so low is because I just think these other movies, these top five movies are more iconic. Uh, but Creed 2 is a fun ride. It shows... It shows um, Michael B. Jordan's, you know, um, uh, commitment to this franchise. Yeah, acting chops, his commitment to the role. Whenever I'm a sucker for the theme, and whenever in the Creed movies the theme comes on, I think it's awesome. I think, personally, I think when the main theme comes on in this movie is better than the first one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the first Creed. This is so much more tied to the original <laughs> movies, right? Yeah. When it's that shot where um, Victor is knocked down the, for the first time and Michael B. Jordan's just standing there and it's like, Da-na-na. I was like, in the theater, I was like, ah! 
But in the first one, it's like it's really cool. Cause it's like the final round and it's like dun dun. And then like, yeah, that's cool. But they made it better in the second one. And I'm very happy that uh, they have their own style. The Kree movies definitely have their own style, but they're not afraid to reference back to uh, the older um, the older movies. But yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> All right. My number five, which this transitions nicely, Rocky Four. So same. Okay, good. There we go. See the thing about this is where it ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocky four and three have always been back to back to me. I can, I can flip those like anytime pretty well, but today I went with Rocky four for number five because, okay. Now we were just talking about this with Ant-Man last week and this movie does follow mm-hmm. a similar thing. I told, I talked about how, screenwriters are often known to plan out their first acts, plan out their last acts and kind of have a weak middle. They don't really know what to do with it. I think Rocky four suffers from this for sure, but also the first and last act are some of my favorites in the entire franchise. So like they're good enough. This, the middle act is frankly just montages. <laughs> it's just sports. This montage. I was going to say this movie is montage central. That's all it is, basically. Montage yeah. the movie, yeah. But, and that weird robot. And the weird robot. <laughs> I still haven't seen Sylvester Stallone's director's cut that he came out with the other year. Yeah, it came, like it came out uh, recently. But apparently it's... I actually don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> Maybe there's an, two more montages. What I've heard he did was he went back to the original footage they did and he, he switched out some of the takes. So there's... There's new takes. He re-edited the whole thing. I think he chopped out the robot, too. So he chopped out Thank God. the more goofy elements like that. I don't know what he did about the montages, but I th- he stripped some stuff back. I think he changed... There was a lot he changed. He, just, he re-edited the whole thing himself using the original footage and kind of made the version that he's most proud of. I still need to see that. I think that one's called Rocky vs. Drago. Mm-hmm. The Sylvester Stallone cut or something. but I think it's the ultimate cut or something. I have yet to see that, so we're just going based on the original Rocky Four. And like I said, first and last act, that's what sells this movie. First act, Apollo Creed freaking dies in the ring. Ballsy. What the hell? And all because Rocky didn't throw in the towel. But Apollo wouldn't mm-hmm. let him. Because he wanted to, he wanted to prove he still had it. You know, he's a little past his prime at this point, but he he wanted to fight Drago, and Rock, and everyone's like, ah. it's so ballsy to kill off probably some of people's favorite character in this franchises. Because Carl Weathers brings such charismatic to his to Apollo Creed. He's just whenever he's on screen, it's it's awesome to watch him, even in his serious moments. But when he's like. The James Brown thing's a little much, but when you he's got, there, no, when got, he's oh, dancing, no, 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 you gotta love, you gotta love his flamboyant entrances. You know that's no, I love his flamboyant entrances. I'm saying James Brown in the movie is a little much. <laughs> Living in America is a fantastic single Living to come from in this movie. America. Uh, what a, the other saw? The other big one was Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire. Rocky Four soundtrack, probably the best soundtrack in the franchise. They got they got the coolest songs yep. on there. They got some of the coolest Not ones the best from before. Eagle. That's coming up later. Yeah. 
but uh, best soundtrack, and they, they freaking kill Apollo Creed. And it was a really emotional moment, too. Which I think they spoiled in the trailer. They probably spoiled well, they, the this knockout, came out. but... Because I think... Because I, what I heard was... Uh, I remember seeing a clip. It's in the back of my brain where it's like, he could have stopped... He could have saved his best friend's life. And then they show him, like, fall... And then them at the funeral, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> I think that's how it was. 80s trailers weren't the best at hiding stuff. No. If I'm being honest. Trailers back then. Well, they're not that best now. Speaking of the Flash, anyway. We're not talking about the Flash. Uh, they're even worse now. Because <laughs> at least back then you didn't have social media that could spoil every little costume reveal, casting news, and everything. Back then, corporations yeah. could still have a lid on what was in the movie. So maybe you had a yeah. bad trailer every so often, but like they could still control things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, what a catalyst for the rest of the movie, right? I mean, I know, I, like, I'm on Rocky's side right away. And you're like, he freaking killed Apollo Creed, one of the main supporting characters of the last three movies in the, in the first act. So, hell yeah, Rocky, I want to see you go and beat Drago. Don't even mind the fact that he's a Soviet. And, you know, this is the peak of the Cold War. And, like, they're Russians are villains and everything. Still mm-hmm. are, but they don't help themselves. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a <laughs> not talking all Russians here, but true. like you know, global politics. The main ones, under a rock. The main ones aren't great. <laughs> yeah, this is back when the war was a little more simple. You know, America versus mm-hmm. Soviet Russia, or nothing really happened. <laughs> yeah. And uh, re- and yeah, the reason why the reason why Rocky Four is so high on me on this list is because he stops the Cold War. We joke about it all the time. Rocky Four <laughs> is just a super is a superhero movie. Is that like that's mm-hmm. all it is? The guy's best friend gets killed in the first act. He goes on a revenge quest to Russia. Wears the stars and stripes the like the, the on his on his freaking mm-hmm. shorts in a battle in Russia against a guy who's wearing the like the the gold and um the gold and red pants. He's a he's a tank. He's made by machines and cruelty whereas Rocky trains in the mountains, naturally American made way, guy from the streets. The the American underdog versus the Soviet machine. And uh, it, it's a battle for ideology. It's a battle for global politics. Mm. It's it's a microcosm of the entire Cold War in a boxing ring, and it's beautiful. Yeah, every and punch is like deciding how, the fate uh, of the world. Yeah, and there's those great clips where like you see a close up of Sylvester Stallone getting punched in the face, and then Dolph Lundgren getting punched in the face. Oh, they the, really like, did it. Yeah, down sweat. Oh, so good. I heard, and we'll get to it, but. Um, I think it's in Rocky one where, uh, Sylvester Stallone and Apollo, where they like, they're going at each other after the bell. That was for real because they kept, cause they kept actually hitting each other. Oh, <laughs> so that was like for real. There's still a little like boating with that, but that's what adds, uh, magic to these music, uh, movies. But also Dolph Lundgren, secretly a genius. I'm pretty sure he has a PhD. Really? Uh, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, he's secretly a de- uh, genius. Not secretly. And I also think it's funny that uh, Creed 2 is not their first reunion. Technically, it's the Expendables. Well. Where they, 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he has a PhD in chemical engineering. I just think Drago is such a cool villain. He's such a man of few words. Mm. He's very menacing. I must break you. He makes... He still somehow makes Sylvester Stallone look tiny when this is the most jacked Stallone was in his entire career. Oh, for sure. You're like, you're watching two gods among men in the ring. And the choreography mm. on this, that fight is just... It's really, yeah, it's very good. Chef's kiss. It's one of the most... Uh, I'm going to say this. It's one of my favorite hero versus villain conflicts of all time. I can rewatch that fight mm-hmm. any day, and it's still amazing. Out of context. Just the, the film work on it, the choreography, every blow lands hard. You feel it. The sound design on that, it's... It's very good. It was so good, Rocky V couldn't even have a boxing match in it because it... <laughs> like, what are you going to do to top that? How do you... Yeah, how do you... <laughs> I don't think they've topped it since. No. They've come... They've tried... They tried to come close with Creed 2, but, like, they couldn't. Creed 2 was the closest they've come in this franchise since then. And that, that took them 40 <laughs> years nearly. Or, I guess, 35 at the time, or however long. But, like, it was the best in the franchise Math. for yeah. 35 years or so. And it still is. Because they... Like, sometimes you just hit that point where you cannot get any better. The rest of the movie is like, okay. But the fight pays off big time. This, this movie came out in 85, which for some people is like peak cinema. Like peak. Like Back to the Future. Um, forgetting other ones. Terminator this movie, came out the year before. Terminator. Fuck, phenomenal time. Um, but yeah. Like, it's so low on our list, but we love it. <laughs> and it's cheesy, but it's a good cheese. It's pure 80s cheese, just fun. It's like, look, once again, if we're going based on quality here, it's probably near the bottom of my list. But I can't help but like it because it's so 80s unabashedly, and it's so good, it's what it's trying to do. It, it's Rocky is left the ground at this point. This is full-on superhero mode. <laughs> Me and Joe love the 80s. He's living in mansions, hanging out with robots, fighting Soviet machines for the, for the good of America and the world. America. If I could change, you could change. Anybody could change. I think, hope, I hope hundreds of years from now, there's just one textbook left alive, and it says, Rocky Balboa, End of the Cold War, this amazing speech. <laughs> and it's just a, a transcript of it. Yes. Because in real life, it's boring how it ended. It's not over, technically. But <laughs> if you think of it, it kind of just, like, went away. The wall crumbled. That was... Oh, that. That's, yeah, that's a good moment. Let's just say, canonically, the speech happened before the wall. Like, a week or two. <laughs> sure. Something like that. Or technically... No, never mind. Sorry. I was going to bring up Chernobyl, but that was technically the end of Soviet Union, not the Cold War. Anyway. Uh, oh, your turn for your fourth pick. My number four is Creed 1. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what can I say? It's a, it's a really good movie. I think it stands mm-hmm. alone. If you haven't even seen any Rocky movies, you can hop into the Creed movies and just be like, oh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone is playing this old mentor guy. I wonder if his story is pretty cool. I wonder what he was like as a young guy. 
So it, the story has kind of come full circle at this point. The young upstart from the streets seeks out the old mentor who was a, you know, a good boxer in his day. Although I think Rocky was a bit more successful than Mick was as a boxer. But uh, hey, maybe they'll do a Mick prequel series set in the, like a, pre- a oh, Mick prequel. please don't. Please don't. I love Mickey, but please don't. Oh, we forgot to talk about in Rocky V, Burge Smeredith comes back for like a flashback cameo. Ah, yes. It's really awesome. One of the best moments. Mm-hmm. He's also the Penguin, if you didn't know, in the Adam West TV show. Yeah, that's the first place I ever saw Great him. Great actor. He's sure. got, I, I'll, I'm going to bring it up, but he's got one of the best exchanges in the first Rocky. He's like, you don't want to know. You want to know. <laughs> Each line he says is so amazing. He's iconic. Uh, so good in this. But yeah, Creed, Michael B. Jordan is always fantastic. Pretty much everything he does. He, uh, he manages to, uh, you know, get us on board with Creed pretty fast, mm-hmm. I think. And um, I, I really, I like this character. The movies are really, they play with the concept of legacy really well. These are legacy sequels. And I think some of the few that actually work because they aren't mm-hmm. afraid to push the legacy forward. Hence Creed three, not even having Rocky in it allegedly, which, you know, I don't think that's a spoiler. I think we all assumed he wasn't in it, but this is a franchise yeah. confident enough in its own two feet that it can leave its legacy behind, but it also respect his legacy. It doesn't treat Rocky like trash. Yeah, he gives him cancer, and he has to be convinced to uh, to fight it because you know he's he's an old man. He's kind of such a tough scene. He's given up his fight at this point, but that's you know that's a powerful story. Creed wants to help his mentor. Rocky gets the will to fight back. He's lost Adrian. He's mm-hmm. lost Polly. He's got you know this kid's really one of the you know his son's estranged from him too. You know Adonis is one of the only reasons keeping him going. So it's it's a great kind of pseudo-father-son story, too. This guy doesn't have a... is estranged from his son, Creed's father. He never really knew him. He's the illegitimate child of him, and he's had a tough life. So it's kind of a father-son story as well. And uh, it's also kind of a love story with him and Bianca. There's a lot of parallels to the first Rocky movie, but it's a modern take on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it it rides that line between nearly being an outright remake but it changes just enough about it that it, it feels more like that george lucas thing it's like poetry it rhymes sort of thing <laughs> where it's it, it stands on its own two feet it's it's kind of indebted to what came before but it's doing its own thing well and i, I respect the hell out of it just as as its own movie but it's also worthy uh continuation of the mm-hmm. franchise so it's not on my fourth, but it's pretty close. I love what they did, and I'll talk about it more later, especially with specific scenes, and especially with a certain Oscar snub, but <laughs> I will try to contain <laughs> my anger. Um, no, go for it. Yeah, can... Uh, no, sorry, you, you can do yeah, it when you're on the... Mm-hmm. So should I say my fourth? Yeah, go for it. This is where it gets controversial, but don't shoot me yet. Number wait, four. Wait, one, one sec, I gotta, I gotta fill it up with powder. What are you doing the one shot for? Put in a bullet. <laughs> Ram the rod. What's down. going on here? Okay, I don't like this. <laughs> okay, you said don't shoot me. I'm My ready. Number four is the first Rocky. Now hold on. 
Like Ryan's I said, dead. you don't hear every- him. It's a ghost. Whatever you're hearing is a ghost. He's dead to me. <laughs> every, every one of these movies is phenomenal. I will say what they were able to do with a what with a budget of, and I'll talk about the budgets at the end because I think it's phenomenal. With a nine hundred and sixty thousand dollar to a one point one million dollar budget, a, like a one million dollar film, what they were able to do is phenomenal. The only reason I have it at fourth is because I think the other movies were able to build off this idea and do it phenomenally well. This is where it started. Rocky is an amazing movie. It won Best Picture. Yep. Best Picture? Yeah, won Best Picture. Written by Sylvester Stallone. He did not... He refused to give up this script if he wasn't... if. If it's because the studio wanted to cast someone else. They want to get a big name. But he's like, no, you're going to cast me in it. I refuse. And he even sold his dog at one point because he couldn't eat. That's how broke he was. And there's so many great stories about how this film was made. The only reason why it's so low is because the the courting of Adrian is a little of the times. That's all I'll say about it. But, you know, it worked out. They fell in love. So, um, I think it's, I still think it's, it's great moments. Again, Apollo Creed in this is very charismatic. He's not really a villain in this one. He's more of just kind of a... He's just a guy who's giving Rocky a shot. And he plays sort of like a fun antagonist at the same time. And um, his entrance in this film is really fun too. Where he transitions from the whole suit and then the George... Or the George Washington to the I Want You uh, thing, the recruiter. And I, it's it's a fun movie. It's... It's it started it all, right? It's it's an amazing film. I just think some of the sequels and the other movie built off of the idea really well. I'm sorry. It's recency bias. Um Yeah. Shame. Number three. <laughs> just got one word for me <laughs> number three i've got rocky three so like i said I, I i toss this up between you know three and four sometimes three is the bridge between 70s filmmaking and 80s filmmaking rocky four is full-on 80s unabashed rocky one and two were very much of the 70s rocky three is that one where it feels like okay you're starting to get a little bit more modern now for sure but you haven't gone full 80s yet, so that's okay. You know, this this is more of a middle-of-the-road movie in terms of that, where it's like, okay, it's, uh, you know, it can appeal to more modern people, but it still feels classic at the same time. It's got, it's got a good thing going. I love a lot about Rocky Three. Mr. T's Clever Lang, great villain, very intimidating. His introduction to Hollywood, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Was I think this is his first film, yeah. Because it says introducing. The A-Team was before that, introducing. wasn't it? Yeah, but that was a TV show, I'm pretty sure. Well, he was still known. He wasn't a nobody, was he? Anyway. But, like, when they, do the, when they do the introducing, I think it's for, like, uh, films. You know what I mean? Well, that was back in the days where TV was... Uh, lesser than. Lesser than, yeah. Oh, wait, A-Team 1983. And I'm pretty sure Rocky Three was 1982, so like one year before. Okay. 
Yeah, okay, so so I guess it was his introduction. You were close. Yeah, Mr. T, uh, Clever Lang, one of the more one-note villains of the franchise. You know, he's not really a good guy. He doesn't really have any three-dimensional qualities about him. I'm pity the fool. Yeah, he's very much, I'm only going to be here to be the best. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to be world champion. And that's really all there is to him. But you know what? That's okay. Because the franchise does really well with its villains in most other installments. So I think it's okay to have a one-note bad guy every so often. Three and four happen to do two in a row, but that's okay. Because Clever Lang feels <laughs> very different than uh, Drago. They're both menacing in their own... Like, Drago is menacing because he's stone cold. Mr. T's menacing because he's, he's wild. Because he's a lot more energetic. And, you know, you're going back from Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed wasn't really that menacing at all. He was just, you know... He was just a good guy who happened to be champion. And that's one thing I like about this one, is that they play on the fact that Apollo Creed was never really that bad a guy. Because he's the one who trains Rocky in Rocky Three. That's such a great twist. Rocky gets his ass kicked by Clever Lang, and he needs the old champion to, to teach him some new tricks. Get some new, uh, you know, upgrade his skills a little bit. Because what he was doing before isn't good enough. Rocky Three also happens to take go the way it does because Mick rigged the fights. Well, not rigged, but he was giving him he was giving him weak champions mm-hmm. just so Rocky could stay on top. And that's why when he had to face Clever Lang, uh, you know, somebody there's a good speech in there. Yeah, somebody who's from the streets and just as hungry as Rocky was at the start and has to go against Rocky. Rocky's off his game because he's been facing weaker people. This is a guy who really wants it and he's not used to that. And he gets crushed so badly he's got PTSD for the rest of the movie. I thought that was really interesting. Bring our hero down a peg. You know, give give him PTSD. Have him go to, I think they moved, they went to LA so that uh, mm-hmm. Apollo could train him. You know, develop their bromance even more. When I think of Rocky and Apollo being best friends, that was mostly because of this movie. They gained respect for each other in the yep. ring. But Rocky Threes, where they really became best buds, I think of them running slow-mo on the beach together, giving bro hugs. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Uh, like, Rocky... Opens with... Yeah. Opens with the best song from this franchise, Eye of the Tiger. It's iconic. It's also the movie where they killed off Mickey. Dies of a heart attack yeah. next to the ring. and Poor guy. Like, this movie's got a lot going on in it. it. It's, like, and I think you could watch it as a as a standalone movie, too, if you really wanted. It's, like, this this guy who's... If you wanted. Who's had the fortune in, like, this athlete who's had the fortune and fame and is kind of getting things rigged for him. You know, a new up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just like that the Rocky franchise plays with the idea of these up-and-comers. Like, he was the underdog in the first two. And then in the third one, he's basically facing himself again. And then in number four, he's, it's kind of an equal footing. There really is no underdog. They're just neck and neck. But Drago seems really scary. And then in five, he doesn't fight. But in six, he's the underdog again. And Creed is also, once again, like Creed was the underdog in the first one, like Rocky. And then Victor's feels like, the, like this franchise likes to play with who's on 
who's on the bottom of the mm-hmm. rung of the ladder here. And I just, I, I think that's a really cool way to go. Because you could have had Rocky feel like the underdog uh, right off the top, but that's, but that's boring. You started him. He, Rocky Three is like, I think it did the video game thing before video games started doing that thing, where you start off the new game and you get all your powers stripped from you right from the start. You have to start from the bottom, rise back up. God of War does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the newer ones, the older ones, yeah. I don't know what, how many games were doing that before Rocky Three, but... You know, Rocky Three was a precursor to that, like the sequel yeah, that stripped think, the hero think, back to nothing. I don't think Pawn was doing that back in the day. <laughs> the old Atari, yeah. Unless your brother, who, unless your brother who was playing it with you, just hit you with the controller. Um, <laughs> All right, what's your number three? My number three is Creed. I really, I really love this movie. I love it so much, basically because of Sylvester Stallone's performance. I think. If he was to get an Oscar for any of these movies, I think this this one or Balboa would have been the one to give it to him. The scene where he finds out he has cancer and he just simply says when the the, the nurse is telling we have this chemotherapy that can work for you and he just goes, "Yeah, my wife tried that." And there's so much weight that he says with that. And then when he's trying to explain it to Adonis, and he's starting to break down, but he doesn't want to fully break down. And then there's a moment where he takes like a deep breath and then he keeps on talking. It's such there's so many beautiful grounded moments in this movie and no disrespect to Mark Rylance who won it. But he was in that movie for like 15 minutes in Bridge of Spies, where in this movie, it is a love letter to Rocky and to Sylvester Stallone to the franchise. And the fact that they didn't give it to him really makes my skin crawl, especially in a year where it was stacked. I'm pretty sure Tom Hardy was also nominated for The Revenant, and I can't remember who the other two were. It was, And the fact they gave it to someone who was in a movie for 15 minutes made no sense to me. I think Mark Ruffalo was the other guy, too, for Spotlight. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and the introduction to Adonis, I believe him to be part of uh the creed lineage i believe his his intentions i believe his goals michael b jordan does a phenomenal job it it's the movie that made me fall in love with michael b jordan the way it's shot's really well done the way it's filmed ryan coogler is amazing director mm-hmm. the moment where creed is knocked out uh um adonis is knocked out in the final match and it's He's he's like there's flashbacks to the movie and then there's a flashback to Apollo Creed in the first movie and it's just silence and then it's almost like seeing that gives Adonis the power to be resurrected again like his father's coming back from the dead to say get up you can do it's like such a beautiful moment and even in his first professional fight when Rocky trains him uh, where it's like shot like a one shot like a real oneer a real oneer shot, and they worked with that fighter he fought against, who's a real fighter, um, to choreograph that out to make it look really good. It's done really well. Michael B. Jordan commits so hard to this, and the dynamic between him and Rocky is both beautiful and hilarious. The fact that they're both able to poke jabs at each other, the fact that he calls him Unk, which is like short for uncle, it shows like a sign of respect towards Rocky as well. It's it's. It's amazing. And this is the reveal in that third secret fight at the end of Rocky 3 that Apollo won the fight. So, 
Uh, you could argue Apollo was the better fighter. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful legacy sequel. I love this movie. And then I'm gonna get more controversial later. <laughs> well, from you know order order of elimination. Um, but yeah, what's your number two? My number two is Rocky Balboa. I love Rocky Balboa. Okay. It's hurts me to see you put it so low, but I I told you I love all these movies. It's hard to rank these movies. <laughs> what I like about Rocky Balboa so much is that, like I said, the franchise plays with who's the underdog and when uh, a lot of the time. And the Rocky movies, and Rocky in particular, mostly takes a, an upward trajectory with a bit of a dip in Rocky Three, And he kind of goes back to it, I guess, a little bit in Rocky Five when he loses his fortune. But I don't really consider him the underdog in that movie because he's not facing anybody. His problem mm-hmm. is mentorship in that movie, and Tommy Gunn's the underdog. Rocky Six brings it back to its roots, and like it feels like that gritty 70s style again, but just with a modern 2000s lens. It, more modern filmmaking techniques, I'll say. And... To me, that movie is just like really refreshing when you're watching the franchise on a like on a on a marathon. Rocky Balboa is like, yeah, you know, like this this old man who's been injured. He's done so many things. He's lost his wife. He's he's aging, and like this young punk wants to wants to face him. Well, you know, this guy is the current champ. He's probably gonna get his ass kicked. He's he's out of shape. He hasn't been training for a long time. He's not what he once was. And I just think it's so powerful to be to show Rocky at at this period in his life that even though he's he's over the hill that he can still come back. And I like how they tied it back to the first movie in the end where it was a split decision. He didn't win, but he went the distance and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. He he he's he's the old man who may not have even stood a chance against this young champion, but the fact that he went all the way, he worked his ass off just to go the distance again at, at and like that, that is so powerful to me and, and why I have to yeah. rank it number two. Cause like it gives me those rousing feelings like the first one. And he doesn't even stay in the ring. He's like walking off back to the locker room and like waving to the crowd where, cause like, yeah, this, the decision doesn't matter to him. It's just the fact that he was able to go that distance. Yeah, and to me, that's what this whole movie is all about. It's like, out of all the Rocky movies, this one gives me second amount of emotions. Uh, at this point, you mm-hmm. can process of elimination what my number one is. But yeah, Rocky Balboa is just, it's very stirring to me. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you know what? Even Even if you're not feeling the best, you've fallen on hard times, you're past your prime, whatever, there's always a way back. You, you push hard enough, you may, not, you may not win, but you know people will notice the effort, they'll respect you for it, and uh, yeah, maybe after a certain point it, it might become embarrassing, but like you gotta keep trying, is the moral of Rocky Balboa, no matter, no matter what, and he keeps trying with in his personal life too, like with his son Robert, who he's been estranged from, 
you know, he, he's mm-hmm. trying to get back in the ring, but he's also trying to get a good relationship with his son again. He doesn't stop that either. You know, it's, it's a father-son story as well. There's just, there's a lot going on. And it just, it works for me so much. It's got a great Polly quote after he gets fired from his job. Where he's drunk. He's just like, I gotta watch. I don't know why. That's so quotable to me. It's just the way Burt Young delivers it. Who might surprise you? He's still alive. So really? that's good. I'm glad he's still. That's awesome. 82 years old. 82 years young. Yeah, so Polly gets Burt laid young. off from the meat factory as well. That's another example of, you know, even. Getting old. Yeah, even something like the Meat Factory, they're replacing mm-hmm. old guys like Polly with newer, younger, um, but not necessarily better. They're just they're just fresher. Yeah, and that's that's what Rob. <laughs> you sound like a corporate guy for a second. It yeah. doesn't mean they're they're just fresher. <laughs> yep, that's a great line. Write that down, actually, <laughs> for like a corporate joke. There, it, uh, the reason I had it so low is that I didn't really, it's not when on a rewatch is because I just miss Adrian so much. I miss it so much. And then kind of the, uh, relationship with, and it adds to the story. I'm like, it doesn't take away from the story at all, but the like almost weird relationship with the new girl who he knew from the first movie, who was like a child. And it's not romantic at all. There's like, there's one, there's one kiss, but it's not like a romantic kiss. It's just her saying thank you to him for like everything she's done for him because it's just out of the good gracious of his heart. Because deep down, Rocky's just a good person, uh, which not a lot of boxes are. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) He's just got a really good heart. I I won't, Mm -hmm. uh, I won't connect to that statement. I don't want to be liable (laughs) in case many boxers are good people. Sorry, not boxers, but most people who choose to fight don't have the best intentions at heart sometimes. Not to say that they're terrible people. A lot of them have aggressive tendencies, hence them wanting to be fighters Thank for a you. living. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, it's a decent movie. It's just so low to me because for me to have a movie up so high, I need to relate to both the character and the antagonist, which kind of doesn't make sense when I talk about the first Creed because the antagonist is that was just kind of an asshole as well. So now I've been a bit of a hypocrite, but I just love the, the relationship between that wasn't the story in Creed. The story in Creed was the relationship between Adonis and Rocky. Um, my Adon- number two Adonis's relationship to his legacy as well. Apollo. Yeah. Trying to make a name for himself and not just live in the shadow of Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mason Dixon. Oh, that's a great moment, I, th- I yeah. think, in Rocky 2 as well, where he gets knocked down in the final fight, and then the ref is trying to say, like, get him to wake up a little bit, or trying to make sure that he's connected so he can stay in the fight, and he's just like, what's your name? And it's like, Creed, like, what's your name? And then he screams it, like, Creed! Like, he's just like, that's who I fucking am. Yeah. All right, what's it's your a great moment? Oh, wait, it's my number one. My number two. Your number two. Mm-hmm. My number two is Rocky Three. Right. This is peak physical Sylvester Stallone before Rocky Four, with which is clearly steroids. <laughs> this is, uh, which is you know, it was the eighties. It was a different time. You know, he had to look good for camera, uh, and he wasn't using it for like actual sports. So who cares? Rocky Three, like modern action heroes, don't use steroids too. 
No, never. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. For those listening, I gave a sigh look to Joe. Um, Rocky Three. I love that the fact, again, it's the dynamics between the actors, especially with Rocky and Mickey. Rocky is, at the beginning of this, consumed by the fame, consumed by the money. He's, again, he's lost the hunger for it a little bit, but he still fights, but he's doing it more because, I. it's not that he doesn't like it, like he's having fun, but he's losing the hunger to be to really be the best and you see that when he has a charity match with hulk hogan <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things oh, ever that, yeah, and that scene. it's a great i think it's a great scene um the dynamic uh with how little time they have the dynamic between him and mickey is really good um when he talks about the the fixed fights is like they were fixed like no they weren't fixed fights but they were good fighters but they weren't hungry like this guy like the term of hungry and ambition is such an overarching beautiful emotion throughout this movie that who wants it who wants it more and this guy clubber lane is scary because of how hungry he is and how ambitious he is he has nothing he came from nothing he came from chicago which back in the day pretty messed up place he was able to get out of chicago and beat went all the way up to rank number 1 and he scares Rocky. He legit scares Rocky, gives him PTSD. He and it's the first time Rocky ever admits it. It's a beautiful scene with with Sylvester Stallone and Talia Shire on the beach where they're both yelling at each other and he finally admits, "I'm afraid." Like, what do you want me to say? "I'm afraid." And then and then uh Adrian says, "It's okay to be afraid." Like hearing that coming from Adrian, who is the most shy character in the whole franchise at the beginning of the franchise, and then saying like, "It's okay to be afraid." And this is the movie that brought Rocky and Apollo together as best buds, the bromance. Seeing Apollo train Rocky is really fun. And then seeing the final fight where Rocky is dancing like Creed and moving like Creed. It's, it, it's amazing character growth for me. And that's why it's like, that's why I have it so much. Uh, that's why I have it pretty high is because there is a huge character fall and then a character development, you know? You love to see your hero fall, but then get back up from it. And then when he's that final fight with Clubber Lane, where he's just like, you're not so bad. Like, like, just like hit me again. Like, you're not going to be like, he's, he's got his confidence back. He's got the hunger back. And I, it's, it's a fun movie for me. You reminded me of a, um, I actually had, uh, analyzed this moment in, uh, one of my website articles a couple of years ago in terms of how music and and montage work mm-hmm. together. But when they play Eye of the Tiger over the montage, I think that's a really cool way to basically dun, dun, dun. show how uh, the movie sets itself up just in that montage. Because the song Eye of the Tiger is talking about, well, like you said, it's about the Eye of the Tiger, the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of a rival and all that. But the montage is really cool too because it shows Clubber Lang kicking all kinds of ass, training super hard like Rocky was in the first movie, and Rocky is just doing photo ops and putting on cool costumes and, you know, doing the uh, the commercial gigs. Like, you see Rocky, like you said, consumed by the money, and he, he doesn't really putting his heart into it, and then Clubber Lang is, you know, really giving it his all, and it's all to Eye of the Tiger, which just tells the whole story of the movie. Like, in... In one scene, it's it's a really good piece of filmmaking. It's just it's a 
Rocky three is really well made. Mm -hmm. But uh, my number one, Rocky one. You know, you, you maybe watch how original. Yeah. <laughs> At least I didn't put it at four. <laughs> That's original. It's they're all good movies. How many times do I have to say it? <laughs> it's an original choice, I'll say. Um, talking about originality, but yeah, we we talked about um, top ten movies of all time. Rocky was on my list, so you know if it's in my top oh, ten, it was. if it's in my top ten of all time, it can't not be number one on this list. None of the other Rocky movies were on my top ten of all time, so. Yeah, so I've talked about it before, but yeah, Rocky One, once again, it's it's the original inspiring story. I'm sure there were it's I think it's also arguably the sports movie. It's the movie yeah. it's the movie that dared to humanize athletes, not make them out to be any kind of gods, but you know, Rocky's just a just an average guy who's you know, he kind of sucks at fighting too. Never even had his nose broken. He like kind of like hugs the guys more than actually fights them. Sometimes he's not he's not that good. Mick doesn't even want to train him. You know he's it's legit technique. <laughs> the tie up. <laughs> yeah, but like he didn't really have any other techniques to go on. So no, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a uh, you know working for a loan shark. He's he's too good a guy for that. He doesn't really want to be doing this. Like you actually see him in a gritty environment. He walks by, you know, like hobos burning trashed and like just to keep warm in the streets but you know he's just comfortable there as he is those hobos they're a good singing group though those hobos oh yeah fantastic <laughs> great song on that soundtrack so, you know it's just i love <laughs> do 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 i love the grime <laughs> in, in the streets of philadelphia you really see him come up from nothing there you really understand why he he wants he does what he wants to do but i also like that he didn't work his way up to it either i like that apollo was just like yeah him sure why not just this random guy the italian stallion it plays into that you know power fantasy of i don't know i feel like so many dads are like oh i could have made it huge if i just kept up with my sports you know that's the story of rocky is one shot is the average athlete who actually got that shot, and then he had to work his ass off to make it worthwhile. And, like, could he? You don't even know. They do make him out to be kind of a loser at the beginning. A nice loser, a well-meaning one, but he's... You know, can you beat the heavyweight champion of the world? And he doesn't. And I love the movie so much for that, that he doesn't actually win in the end. It's so good to show that even if you can go all that way, that doesn't it doesn't matter if you win or lose. The fact that you made it that far, that's what matters at the end of the day. It's such an inspiring lesson. That's why Rocky II doesn't hit me as hard, because I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice, he won. But isn't it so much more powerful that he got there and he lost? And you were talking before about how Sylvester Stallone had to fight to get this movie made, let alone made with him as the star. And so the behind the scenes of the movie mirror the actual movie too. Sylvester Stallone was this unknown underdog just looking for a chance. And when he got that chance, he knocked it out of the park, got best picture that year at the Oscars. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I also like his relationships with Polly and Adrian as well. You know, he, he helps 
bring Adrian out of her shell. And I, I know you were kind of alluding to it where it seems it seems bad by today's standards, but I, I also it's, of the, it's you know, it's fine. It's not as bad as other movies have done. Like, I, I don't know if it gets a lot of hate nowadays, but I feel like the hate's a little overblown. He isn't really that bad with Adrian. He's just a little, he's a little pushy with her because he mm-hmm. knows that she is interested in him. and She's shy, yeah. She's just shy. He's just trying to get her out of, it's not like he's making advances on a girl who doesn't like his company at all. Like, they, like he knows she likes him. She's just too shy to, you know, so he's just kind of pushing her out of her comfort zone a little bit. Which, you know, you know, don't do that today. It's like more murky waters today than it was in the seventies. But like once again, of the time. But I just I don't think it's as bad as some people might make it out to be. Um, and his relationship, like Polly, treats her like absolute garbage. Oh, way worse. Way worse. You know, you can say Polly's a raging alcoholic. Yeah, you could say whatever about. <laughs> Rocky and Adrian, but Polly is so much worse. Yeah, it's not great. But yeah, once again, I I even like Polly in that, though. It's like, you know, everybody feels pretty down to earth in a way. You know, like if it was a movie made today, someone like Polly might be whitewashed. But Polly back then, he's just, he's a raging, miserable alcoholic who works at the meat shop. He's, He's jealous of Rocky for getting a chance. He's, you know, he never... My sister really likes you. Yeah, he never did anything with his life, and he's just a miserable person, and mm-hmm. which is also relatable. And Adrian being just the shy pet shop owner is also like they're all really down to earth people. That's my favorite thing about Rocky One is it's just it's very down to earth. Everybody's believable. The story even ends believably. It's like it's just really well written. The characters have good progression. They all. Like arguably more than any other one in the franchise, they they all grow the most in in this movie, and it's just really powerful, and and inspiring and rousing, and it just makes me feel good every time I watch it. This is like, out of all my favorite movies, this is the movie I go to that I'm like, yeah, I feel pumped after watching it. Like if I work hard enough, mm-hmm. I can do something. I might not be the best, but you know, work hard enough, you'll get somewhere. Some recognition. It's pretty good. You can't it. I. It has uh, obviously it has the best running up the Philadelphia steps. Obviously because it's just so iconic. It's so iconic they made a fucking statue out of it. And I know they made a statue for it in Rocky Three, but it's it's in real life. You can go visit it. Like it's it's there. It's yeah, by it's- the museum. It's really awesome. Um. So yeah, process of elimination. I don't know how you have this so low. <laughs> it is Rocky 2. I I love this movie because I think it builds off of Rocky 1 so well. And I we'll talk about more about all the budgets later, but how the first Rocky movie was a million dollar movie, this was a 7 million dollar movie in terms of budget. So they were able to do so much more. I think the actual final fight looks really good. I think it w- looks way better than uh, the first Rocky, but that's because of, you know, time and whatever, you know, and there's still both great fight scenes. And they all just got better. And at their craft, I love, so. mm-hmm. yeah. And I love seeing, it's a realistic take on 
there's a lot of professional athletes, even today, who they get a bunch of money and they don't invest in it properly and then they just go bankrupt. And it's really sad to see. And a lot of the times they can't go back to what they're doing because when they do go bankrupt, it's usually after their career or after their prime. Um, it happens to a lot of NBA players, which is kind of sad because uh, they they come from nothing, then they get all this money, and they just spend, 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 and they don't know what to do with it. That's what makes Shaq a very smart uh, Shaquille O'Neal, for people who are not in the know, which I don't know how you're not, uh, makes him a very smart businessman because he has a shit ton of investments and endorsements. Um, he has a documentary out, and I haven't watched it yet, but I probably will. And I love that in this movie, Paul Creed is probably one of my favorite characters in this franchise. I love that he is a villain in this. Not an antagonist. Not someone just Rocky's fine. A villain. Straight up villain. He wants to take off Rocky's head because he's getting so much hate mail about the first fight and how people call him fixed. He cares so much about his image that in this fight, he strips off all the the fun and the who dickies he comes out in just plain red shorts ready to take off rocky's head there's a great scene between him and his trainer where his trainer where he like asks his trainer like what are you afraid of is and his trainer's like i've never seen you fight as hard as you did and you almost killed this man and the man kept coming after you like and the trainer's just straight up scared for him and and paul's like thank you but like I'm still, I have to fight this guy. He's too prideful in it. And Adrian grows a bit more of a character in the year two. We see the arc starting to grow up. I love how, did Stallone write this one too? I can't remember if he did. Probably. Yeah, he probably did. And the, Stallone's a, I, he, I think he's a fantastic writer. He's able to grow the characters more. And I just, I, I think they built on this so well. I think the fight's done really well. The scenes where Mickey are done really well, where um they're worried about the baby, everything's moving really fast, and then there's problems with the pregnancy. Um, it's probably because when the baby is born, it's got the craziest hair I've ever seen in my life coming out of a newborn baby. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up a clip. It's hilarious how much hair's on this baby. Uh, Adrian's in a coma. He doesn't want to do anything, even train, um, but be by Adrian's side. It's and then when she wakes up and she says, I want you to do one thing for me is win. And then the music kicks in. You're like, let's go. I will. Well, Mickey says, what are we waiting for? And then he, and then they go. It's it's a great scene. Um, And the whole again, it's like the whole reason Rocky, too. He's not into it because uh, at first, because age, he's not really f focused because Adrian's not supporting him as much. And then as soon as Adrian comes back in the picture. Rocky starts to take things seriously, and it's also about Rocky supports others, but when he, others reciprocate the the support, it really helps him get into the fight. And then at the end of the day, he wins. I know it's more realistic if he loses, but I I love that scene where he pulls up the belt and he goes, "Yo, Adrian, I did it!" Like it's the, all the emotions are all the emotions are coming out of him. He looks like hammered shit. And he's just like, I did it. I am. I finally did it. All the pain I went through. And yeah, that's my list. If I were to change it. <sighs> I love, oh, man. I feel, I feel, I feel, I don't feel forced, but I feel pressured. 
<laughs> into switching a couple movies around. I feel like I should have bumped. I think I think I should have bumped Rocky Two up higher. I probably put that a little too low because I I do like that. You know what? If I my lists are more, they're both not. They're both not. They're not purely one subjective and objective, but I think they're a mixture of both. If I was to re, I'm gonna rearrange it right now. Actually, I'm gonna put Rocky Three at the four position, and I'm going to put the original Rocky at number two. So, yeah, I, I just I don't know what it, I think because Rocky Three just the bromance between Apollo and Rocky is really well done, and that Eye of the Tiger song, I love it. Yeah, I just I, came I out. Just right love how Rocky Three yeah. brings him down. Is what. Is the main mm-hmm. thing for me. It's good. You see him at the peak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, real quick, I want to go through the budget and just see how these movies were made. So the first movie, like I said before, nine hundred sixty. Uh, sorry, nine hundred sixty hundred thousand dollars between one point one million. It's not. It's goes back and forth between sources, but basically a million dollar movie. Second movie. $7 million. Seven times more than the last one. Rocky III, $17 million. Probably gave $10 million to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and then Rocky IV. Yeah, Rocky IV, $31 million. Uh, Rocky V, $42 million, Which is surprising with how grounded it is. But... I think it would drop a little. You know. Then again, movies... Drop, but also, there's, there's a lot of fight montages. Inflation rose like crazy in the 70s and 80s, though. So, like, a $40 yeah. million dollar movie in the 90s was not that much. And who knows what Tommy Gunn's salary was? Yeah. Rocky, it's, surpri- I haven't, it's surprising we've not seen that actor in a lot of things later on. Maybe, maybe critics at the time just blasted him, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocky Balboa, $24 million, which is funny because the last $42 million, they flipped the numbers. Creed 35 to 37 million, Creed 2 to 50 million, and we don't know the number yet for Creed 3. It hasn't been um, released. No, I'm glad these movies are still being made because there's not a lot of good mid-budget movies still being made nowadays. Mm -hmm. Most movies are either like a couple, like the original Rocky, couple million dollar movies that people just, the producers just make on a gamble and hope they'll make it huge, or your couple hundred million dollar blockbuster Mm tentpoles. You don't really get a lot of 40 to 50 million dollar movies being made anymore. All that being said, right? Those small budget small budget movies. They're technically smaller budgets now. Even Creed 2, 50 million unheard of. And the fact they're able to make these grand, amazing sports epics. They have made in all total 1.7 billion dollars because good. The fans and the critics keep coming back for more. Because they're, pretty they're much all, all good. made phenomenally. Yeah. Creed 3. Creed 3 I'm excited for because it's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Yeah. It's. I, I, Jonathan Majors is in it. So he's going to play the villain. It's a more personal story for Creed. Uh, not Apollo Creed or Rocky, but Adonis Creed, which is great. Build that character more. Um, apparently it was shot for the IMAX screen, so I'm excited about that. It's a personal thing. And I'm ready to have fun. Me too. I've heard good things so far. Uh, 
Probably check back in in a couple weeks for our thoughts on that. Mm. And then we'll have to change our rankings. Yeah. Creed 3 is number one. <laughs> I'm moving Rocky 1 down to number 7. Because <laughs> I actually think it is problematic. No. Um, it was 74. Get over it. Get over it, people. Recap your list, and uh, I'll recap All mine. Right, my list. Updated list. <laughs> we have a number eight, Rocky Four. Number seven, Rocky Balboa. Number six, Ro- uh, Creed Two. Number five, Rocky Four. Number four, Rocky Three. Uh, third, Creed. Uh, sorry, number three is Creed. Second is the original Rocky, and number one is Rocky Two. All right. Eight, Rocky Five. Seven, Creed Two. Six, Rocky Two. Five, Rocky Four. Four, Creed. Three, Rocky Three. Two, Rocky Balboa. One, Rocky. Can I convince you somehow to switch Rocky Two and Rocky Balboa? (laughs) You can't convince me on that one. You can't convince me to switch... Nope, that's tough. You might convince me to switch Rocky 4 and Rocky 2. Get Rocky 2 up to number 5. I would appreciate that, but I also don't want Rocky 4 that low. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> we I have know. the same number. <laughs> like Rocky 3, Creed, Rocky 4, Rocky 2, those ones are all... like Once again, it's very mm-hmm. different. Like Rocky 2, if we're going on an objective best here, Rocky 2 is probably my third one on this list. You know? Fair. Like, like that, it's a different list to me. Like, I, like, I know it's a better you know movie. Yeah. Like, I know it's, it's your a list. You're I know. Your choice. I only made a change because of pressure, but because I felt like I needed to <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I know Rocky 2 is a better movie than some of the ones I put above it. I know that for a fact, mm-hmm. but, you know, come at me. Oh, man. I'm ready to get out of here. Wait till next week where we do the... Rambo franchise. Pfft, I've only seen one. <laughs> I've seen four of them. I need to see Last Blood still. I heard it's not great. Me neither. But uh, whatever. I'm a complete. First movie is very good. First movie is great. I think the first movie is very good. Second is okay. Third is not good. Fourth is awesome again. <laughs> uh, fifth. Oh, I've seen yeah. Yeah. All right. Plug your socials. Let's get out of here. Alrighty. Well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Thought Play Media. Also, check out the Close Up with Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio, check out our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews if that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button or sharing it if you enjoyed this. We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. We did it! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You can't copyright something that's at the end of a video. Ha! Huh? Uh.